Welcome to the Wake Up and Live show. I am your host, Chantel Simone. I am a mindologist here to be able to provide information that will shift your thinking. If it's the very first time that you're watching the Wake Up and Live show, welcome. We stand for three key things, purpose, my mastery, and truth. So expect to be shifted. Expect to hear a perspective that you may not have really realized. Expect something great to happen in your life, and so it shall be. I'm very excited to have you guys here today. Thank you for everyone that's logging on, whether you're catching the replay or you're with us live. We love and appreciate you, all the support, and we're definitely looking forward to impact many lives. Take the moment right now to share this broadcast because you just never know who needs to hear what my guests are about to share today. So click that share button right now, even if you're watching the recording or listening to the recording, because it will matter. I am very, very excited for today's show because we are going to be talking about something very, very powerful. And in order to help me unpack this powerful conversation, I'd like to bring up my co-host for this season, Mr. Lester Bailey. So everybody, please give a big round of applause for Mr. Lester Bailey. Welcome to the show, Lester. Thank you very much. It is so much fun being here with you. It's such a timely purpose. I love being able to talk about today's economy. I love to talk about where we're going and seeing the perspective of what our other guest has today. So thank you for letting me come in and join you. We're going to live our life on purpose. Absolutely. Thank you. It's always a pleasure. So this is season three of the Wake Up and Live show. We have two seasons all uploaded on the Chantel Simone International YouTube channel. And this season, it's so powerful because we want to hear from you. This season is dedicated to you. Everybody who's watching, everybody who has a voice, everybody who has an opinion, everybody who has a perspective to share because there is a power in your perspective. So I say, give a perspective, take a perspective. And really what it will do, it will, it will allow us to bridge the gap there's some people that are thinking two polar opposite things with all the craziness that's happening in this current economy. We have the coronavirus. We have the Black Lives Matters. We have the, you know, reintegrating businesses. There is a lot of things that's happening in our economy right now. And it's always good to hear your voice, be heard, be understood, understand and prosper. So on that note, what I would really like to introduce is today's topic. Today's topic is, very, is a very powerful one, and it's all about the ability to see wealth. The ability to see wealth. And those words were chosen very carefully. So how can we see wealth? How can we see wealth in this state of economy? And to do that, I have two very special guests that are near and dear to my heart. I love each, each of them. And they're doing such phenomenal things. Uh, and I'm really, really excited to be able to impart some of their knowledge and their wisdom, what they've gone through, what they've learned with you here today. First, I would like to introduce Miss Desiree. So everybody give Miss Desiree a big round of applause. And Desiree, welcome to the show. Hi. I'm so honored to be here today, Chantel. The fact that you were shedding light on important issues and really connecting on a human to human level, that is what we need right now. Uh, we have topics around mental health, 
health and wellness, and honestly just doing those checkups on your loved ones, your colleagues, your friends, your coworkers, because that is what will really help us to remain stable and happy. And then beyond that, to help us to grow, as you said, your wealth, which has a much deeper meaning than I think our audience is perceiving. Absolutely. And I'm looking forward to unpack that with you today. And thank you so much. I appreciate you and your kind words as well. So our next guest, who is another phenomenal woman, and I am very excited to have her as well because she's actually moving into the space even more so, so we can get to hear a little bit about um, so the details of wealth and how to unpack that with Miss Alicia Grant. Alicia, welcome to the show. Hey, everybody. Thank you so much, Chantel. I'm, as Desiree said, I'm absolutely honored to be a part of a platform that's all about giving people the opportunity to have a voice. A lot of times we feel like the things that we have to say or the opinions that we have to say don't matter or the little things that we don't don't have an impact, but they really do. And you're, any something that you say might set off a chain reaction that you never would have thought of. So the fact that you put this platform together, bringing great minds together, allowing people to have that voice, I'm honored to be a part of this. So thank you. Awesome, awesome. awesome. Thank you. And I'm very happy to hear that. That's amazing. Well, ladies, we are, and, and gents, so my, my co-host and I, we're going to unpack a little bit about what this actually means, because obviously there is a lot going on in the world right now, and the ability to grow and prosper, which I know both of you have done beautifully in your journeys, to, so the ability to grow through that, can you share your perspective of what's going on in this economy, and what's an empowering perspective that you have to keep you going? Let's start with Alicia. Sure. So I have gone through the motions with everything that's happening. It's a lot. It's overwhelming. Sometimes we don't even notice the impact until we get to that point of breakdown. And I think the most important part of that is to constantly just be checking in with yourself. And even though you might not be able, a, a, a lot of times we think, well, we're thinking just finances and we're thinking about where's the next dollar coming from, that kind of idea. But what is the wealth in the way that you're thinking? Are you able to see the abundance that's coming out of this? Look at this platform that's able to bring people together from different parts of the world to have conversations like this. So that is one aspect of being able to find the wealth and being able to find the light. And I think amidst all the darkness and the uncertainty and the scary things that are happening in the world, if we're able to check in with ourselves, and, and just do that look around and make sure we're, we're having the right perspective on things. That's the way that you get through. So I'm just taking time in every single day just to find the light. What am I hanging on today? What am I hanging on to today? What am I grateful for today? And I think that's really how you, how you get through this. Awesome. I love that perspective. Desiree, what's your thoughts on what's going on in the world and how you get through? Absolutely. Well, I'm, I'm a big quote and inspirational type of person. So I have to start with one of the most powerful quotes that's touched me that I'm sure you all know. It's by our, our, our late and great Martin Luther King Jr. Darkness cannot drive out darkness, only light can do that. Hate cannot drive out hate, only love can do that. And I think we need to remember that during this time where there's a lot of controversy, there's a lot of fighting, there's a lot of arguments, there's a lot of anger, there's a lot of frustration. No, this life matters, life matters more than this life. No, the reality is we're all fighting for the same thing. We just have to really understand deep down, it's 
some of the basic rights that humans deserve. It's racial equality. It's being able to live a happy and fulfilled life. And I love that quote because it just reminds you, we are all sharing the same threat of being human. We're human beings at the end of the day. Um, and I think the few themes that resonate with me right now, it's opportunity, not obstacles. Understanding that during this time, it doesn't mean that we don't have the ability for innovation. It's creativity. It's being able to think outside of the box during this time, to use our resources, to reimagine our current situations and our futures. I think that's where we need to stand. And I know we're going to talk about the youth because my heart has went out to the youth during this time and being able to understand how are they feeling? If we have a mature perspective, if we have wisdom and knowledge and we're still hurting, imagine the youth who's stepping out into their futures. Our future leaders of the world, our youth, they need to understand that just inspiring them to believe in what is possible. And the final thing is what's been touched upon already is gratitude. I start my day with the five things I'm grateful for. And there's so much to be grateful for during this time. And we just need to constantly remind ourselves that the turmoil and the challenges that we're facing in our society, that we can still be grateful for small things that we may take for granted in other countries if we blessed with us. So that's my perspective. Okay, if you have a, a multiple device, anyone, please turn off the multiple device because it's reverbing in the background. And I think each of our guests have such a, such great views, and I don't want to miss a word of it. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Wonderful. And thank you. Well, that's very powerful, you know, and I love each of you, how you shared your perspective, because one of the key things is that it is so easy to get caught up in the fight or in the hate or in the all the challenges or the obstacles. But you both essentially talked about turning those obstacles into opportunities, which is which is a very empowering perspective and and often quite challenging for some people. So let's talk about wealth. How would you define wealth? Let's start with Desiree. How would you define wealth? What's wealth to you? Yes, and actually, I, it's, I'm going to take it back to the youth again, um, because that is my happy place. But when I think of wealth, I also think of another inspirational thing. An investment in knowledge pays the best interest. I'm going to repeat that. An investment in knowledge pays the best interest. Right, so I think it starts with education, and education is the empowerment vehicle that can help us do anything. Um, I think what's lacking in our communities, specifically the black community, minority communities, and I speak, by the way, as a biracial woman, um, but I don't walk around with that flag. I walk around proud of who I am and, and being able to understand multiple cultures, but it's prevalent in the community. Um, you know, I have a background in the financial services industry, and what I found is it's not that my people of color don't care. They just don't know that they should care because there's a lack of education and resources that are fueled into the community, and it becomes this vicious cycle where they don't have that knowledge and understanding. And this can go into multiple areas when we're talking about wealth, well-being, uh, politics, the the right to vote. Why? 
And we think certain communities flourish in these areas because of education and resources. It starts with the school systems. And I actually am a longtime mentor and volunteer with various communities that and organizations that go out in the community. For example, the National Black MBA Association, the Leaders of Tomorrow program I've, I've supported for years. They focus on the high, high school students in underserved communities and they create mentorship programs, contests, contests. They have them go on trips like to Washington DC. So they can actually experience things that they wouldn't normally experience and they teach them, teach them topics. It could be financial planning, financial literacy, uh, personal branding, how to design your dream career. Um, just yesterday uh, through uh, one of the major financial institutions, I was able to celebrate the class of 2020 graduates through the fellowship initiative. The fellowship initiative focuses on the education and advancement of young men of color. And when I tell you how empowering it was, it almost gets me, I'm sorry, a little bit emotional, so I got it. But to see them interview the CEO of one of the largest financial institutions and to have that confidence that they can be what they want to be and they can sit on a panel with a leading executive and voice their concerns and ask their questions, that is what we need. So when we talk about wealth, I don't just think in the financial sense, I think about knowledge, I think about confidence building so that they believe that they can be that CEO if they want to be, or they can be the CEO of their own brand. I love that. I love it. It is so good. I, I, it's so great to hear this passion. And as we talk about this type of passion to see what our youth will be in the area of, because if we have somebody to show them the way and you, you're the right leader, guess what? We change our whole future. Chantel. I think that is so, it's such an empowering. So even the ability to define wealth and looking back to the generations, because some, you know, they, there's a saying, you can't teach an old dog new tricks. And so, you know, yes, we work on us as adults and pushing forward. The children are, are, the, are the future, you know, we can remember Whitney in that beautiful song. And there's so much truth to that. So to be able to focusing on the youth, we're literally building uh, little leaders right now. And and I can, and I'm sure you guys have seen, there's a lot of children who are protesting right now and they're grabbing the mic. Like I've seen this little girl, I don't know if you guys seen those videos, but the little girl, she must be like six, okay? And she's like, no justice! And she's all in the mic. And I'm like, look at, can you imagine her future? In 2020, that was her reality. And she's all over the news. So I think that you're absolutely right. And I totally align with that message of building the youth. And we have actually a video that I'm going to show afterwards. But I want to hear what Alicia has to say and what perspective you have, Alicia, a little bit about your background and what does wealth mean to you? Yeah. So to me, wealth is strictly a mindset. And once you're able to find wealth in the way that you think, you start finding it in every aspect of your life. You start realizing your relationships are stronger and deeper and more meaningful. You start finding that you're, you care more about your health, what you're fueling your body with. Are you exercising? You start actually caring about your finances because you realize that you're worth it. Because what happens a lot of times, I actually come from a corporate background. So I just left um, a human resources role in a big corporation where everything is very, very corporate. So these are a lot of people with a lot of money, but they have a poverty mindset because they're thinking just because they have the check 
that's all that they need in life. But they're coming in, they're miserable, they're robotic. And it's because even though you've got the money in your bank account, your mind is still a poverty mindset. You haven't broken that chain to realize that wealth is not just about money. Money is a big part of it because once you do have finances put together, now you have resources. Now you have the option to go invest in those other areas of wealth in your life. But you cannot create that until the way that you think changes. And I'm a very strong believer that we get in life what we pay the most attention to. So I just did a podcast the other day about finding wealth in humanity. And so, for example, when we look at these protests and we see us holding up signs that say, you know, don't shoot, things like that. Instead of focusing on the problem, we all know what the problem is. But if we were just to switch that, shift it just a little bit and say, what's the solution? What if I wrote on that sign, walk with me, love me, support me? What if I put the focus on that? Not to say that's gonna fix everything, not to say it's gonna change everything, but there's such a magnifying glass on the problems in this world that we get so wrapped up in the feeling of it and none of us are, are capable of making clear decisions and putting forth clear solutions because we're trapped in thinking, you know, there's not enough to go around or somebody's gonna try to take something from us or somebody's out to get us. But once we are able to shift that and really understand that work, like, the changes that we want to see in this world, everything starts with us. What are you feeding your mind? What are you paying attention to? Because what you're paying the most attention to is what you're going to get more of. So I have a, a, a personal example. Even in my family, my parents are great people, hard workers, like just incredible souls, but they just couldn't get ahead financially. And it's because their parents had taught them that the only way you go ahead in this world is if you win the lottery or if you marry rich, like those are things that, that were fed to them because their parents didn't know any better. Their parents thought that was the only thing. So this mindset is just passed down. And a lot of us have that poverty mindset and we don't even realize it. And we keep attracting these negative things in our lives and we're like, where the heck is this coming from? Why is this person treating me like this? Why can't I get that car that I want? Why can't I get that house that I want? It's because we're always focusing on the lack. And so creating wealth in your life all starts with the way you think and what you're feeding your mind because once you take care of that you just become a magnet to all of the things that you do want and so i just believe that we really a lot of people need to take a moment and just reflect what are my beliefs what am i attracting in my life and is it because of the way that i'm thinking and the way that i'm showing up in the world and then we got to look for ways to to create that so that's that's what i believe wealth is truly a mindset Mm. <laughs> I like that mindset. I, I like seeing that. Okay, little finger snaps all the way around. You know, one of the greatest things that we have in our life is our health. And I loved how you, when you talked about it, because people look at, you know, health and wealth like they're two separate things. I don't care if the, you're the richest man in the world, but if you have no health, what do you actually have? You know, the healthier you are physically and mentally, the wealthier that you could become physically, you know, the financial status. What is it? Some of the things that we're teaching our children. You say, do you remember there used to be a day in my life that used to play outside, but everybody's focus went to everybody now can't go outside. Let's stay in the house. And then you start losing so much fun because technology became your way out. But you forgot about your body has to be healthy. And that if your body is healthy, again, you can do more wealth because you're not sitting in the same place looking at what someone else wants you to view upon. During this whole virus time that we're in right now, 
how many people actually stood inside of their house thinking of their financial future? How many only heard, you know, you listen to the news, it says there are 30, 40 million people who will be out of work. How many of you all wanted to start your own business, you know, to jump out that, <laughs> jump out that plane and to catch up with your, uh, paras your parachute? You wanted to catch up to it because you weren't ready. It's not open yet. That's what somebody told me. But how many of you all took that time to start looking at your life and saying, I can do this no matter what. I'm going to burn that plane behind me because I'm going, I'm going to win. I'm going to do this. During this time of them telling you how many things have stopped you, slowed you down, they took their focus and they started making money. If you look at the people who had money, they made more money just in an opportunity. There's this guy who started this company called Zoom. Everybody looked at Zoom. While everybody else was going broke, he made in one month's time $4 billion. One month's time. Could you imagine somebody telling you, your idea will make $4 million in a month. Most people will never dream to make that in a lifetime. What, is, what are you thinking? What is your focus? Where are you going? And we're going we're gonna to continue to unpack what your purpose is in life. We're going to continue to do that. And, and I love what you said there, Lester. It's so true because, you know, and, and it's kind of incorporating what all three of you have mentioned when it comes to wealth and to, and the mindset and giving back and pouring into education. It's really about knowledge because a lot of people are going to say, well, how do I get that mindset? Because literally I'm looking at my bank account and I'm seeing not a lot of numbers. <laughs> right? <laughs> I want to see more numbers, maybe some more zeros. And that's my reality. How do I all of a sudden think that there's going to be be more there? And what is it backed behind? So, of course, I 100% agree with each and every one of you. And, and it's such an empowering perspective. So if you guys are watching, I want to I want you guys to just type and share. What are some what are some ways that you have shifted your perspective to all the viewers? How have you shifted your perspective or are you shifting your perspective? You may be going through and saying, look, this, this is the most craziest times. Income levels are low and you aren't able to see the wealth in your health or in your mindset or in your community or in your bank account or in your relationships because wealth is really well-rounded. So one of the best things really is to understand for number one, you got to have the knowing. And number two, you got to that knowing has to be backed by something. So you'll hear a little bit more about that as we wrap up the show and, and especially with some of the work that we're doing to be able to give people more of a substance to behind some of these things that we're saying so it becomes applied in our life. And speaking of application, there was a very interesting video that you may or may not have seen so far. It's out there in the world of social media and it really ties in perfectly. Mindset, youth and health. Let's okay. take a look. What's assets? Assets are things that bring money into your bank account. What's liabilities? Liabilities are things that take money out your bank account. Entrepreneurship is the act of becoming an entrepreneur. What's entrepreneurship? Entrepreneurship is a process of setting up a business or businesses. Taking on a greater than normal. Financial risk. What's an entrepreneur? Entrepreneur is a person that organizes and operates a business or businesses. Also taking on a greater than normal. Financial risk. What's financial mean? Money. And what's risk mean? Chance. Come on. What does it mean to own stock? When you own a share of a company. Come on. What's real estate investing? Real estate investing is when you invest in a immovable property. What's the two types of real estates? Commercial real estate and residential real estate. What's commercial real estate? Commercial real estate is property 
for businesses and workspace, like an office store or land. And what's residential real estate? Property to live on, like a house, apartment, or condominium. Come on. It comes with extra fees when you have real estate, you feel me? Mm -hmm. Daddy tells you how many times he pays his pr uh, state property tax a year. Once a year. What's, what's the type of maintenance fee? Cutting grass. Come on. What's HOA? Homeowner Association. And what comes along with that? HOA fee. Come on. And when it comes to the brokerage percent, what percent is that? Seven. Come on. What's equity? Equity is the difference between what your business is worth minus what you owe on it. Also, assets minus? Liabilities and debt. Good job. What's credit report? Credit report is like a report card letting you know how well you did by paying your money back you borrowed. And how does credit affect your life? The better you keep your credit, the more opportunities you have to get funding. And what? Large purchases like? A car or a house. Come on. And always repay what you owe. Because if you owe somebody, that means you're in. Debt. And you never want to be in. Debt. Because that means you owe somebody. And we don't never owe. Somebody. Because that ain't what suckers do. Period. Come on. Yeah, man. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> Love it. So listen, that is literally a combination of everything that we just talked about. So what are your thoughts? Let's start with Desiree because I know you're passionate about youth. When you see that, how does that make you feel? What do you think about? Uh, man, you, you guys are going to get tired of my quotes, but I'm sorry. I just believe that sometimes things have a, a really strong lasting impression. So I like to, this is how I when I teach my kids and I do presentations, but it makes me think about this. Mr. Tony Robbins, he said, the only limit to your impact is your imagination and your commitment, right? So I think being able to show what, regardless of what's going on in our economic climate, it's all about you, your imagination, your ability for innovation, creativity, and your drive, passion, and commitment to whatever you want to achieve. Just like that young boy who's going to grow to be a CEO one day because his dad instilled the knowledge in him. And it actually brings me to something that I wanted to bring up that really touched me, a conversation that I had recently, um, because I'm actually working on, I can't leak it yet, but a special documentary regarding how people of color have a relationship with with um, money and and, and how um, this can impact them um, long term, short term, and um, it actually spoke about how in the media it's glorified spending versus saving. Think about that: spending versus saving. Now, I'll give you guys a little teaser, ran, uh, random detail about myself. I'm a music artist. I'm a musician, a traveling musician. Um, pop and hip hop. So I'm giving that as a disclaimer. I have a love for hip hop, okay? But I am a little bit disappointed in the sense that we have a sense of responsibility because what's being put out in the media, those portrayals and images are impacting our minority youth. And what they are seeing is money, cars, all these flashing lights, and they're not understanding how you get there. Right, the journey to get to the destination. And what they've accomplished is unbelievable, impressive, admirable. But how are we instilling those skills and that knowledge into our youth? The, the video is a perfect example. 
we have to get over that myth and that belief system about overspending versus saving because that is going to lead to a, a trickle effect, a downward cycle in our society. And if we wanna breed the next future leaders of Obamas and, and, and black leaders in our society where they should be, it starts there, right? Because it goes back to Alicia's point about resources, right? So the resources comes from money being fueled into the economy, but we have to remember it begins with us. So I believe that once again, anything is possible with your imagination and your creativity and innovation. But if you want to talk about this topic around building, sustaining and accumulating wealth, we have to remember it starts with us. Mm -hmm. you know, right. Let me ask you a question. How many videos have you ever seen with black people depositing money? How many videos have you ever seen with black people buying property? How many, you know, it seems though you said you grew up in this hip hop area and you love hip hop and I'm a musician also. How many songs have you heard about black people investing? Do you think that's some of the reason why we are not, you know, better investors? Absolutely. And and I can tell you, as soon as you said that, you know what I wanted to say? But I see it in person. I see it in person because those are my clients, right? So the reality is this is part of, you know, the systemic racism that exists, right? We're talking about that. We got to go there, right? Because this is, a, this is a reality of where we live in. And where do we see those images more? In fast food commercials, music videos. And, and it's, it's part of the system that will not show those images in the media. And that's why I was so proud to finally have that those voices through Michelle and Barack Obama and many others. I'm just noting them for the moment. Because they showed, yes, we do exist. Yes, we are here. Yes, we can make a difference. Yes, we care about saving. Yes, we care about voting. Yes, we care about our futures and the future generations. And I couldn't agree with you more. There has to be a push for change. And I know there's many organizations, I'm sure we can share the resources, that are fighting for just that, for racial equality, for resources, for access, like the many organizations I told you that I donate and contribute my time, but we have to be willing to go out there in the communities. This is another conversation I had yesterday. It starts with bringing it to the community, right? We can't change happen without those resources being pulled into the community to create that change. And you know what's so important? It's so important about that because we touched upon that earlier this week in another episode where we were, you know, seeing black men being gunned down and all that sort of stuff. And it was the positioning in the media. It's the optics. So those questions that you asked, Lester, that's so bang on. And some people like you, Desiree, say, well, I see it. I know it. Maybe they have a rich uncle or maybe they have rich clients that are that are in you know, the black community or maybe they know of organizations. But do you see it in the media? Because not only in our world, but the optics for other people. So this is why a lot of people in the black community are kind of discounted when it comes to investing or to prospering or to having, you know, multiple stocks and shares and stakes in businesses. We are, there's no even black uh, country that's in the G8, <laughs> you know, forget about, you know, perhaps in the G12, but not even in the G8 or even less. So 
it's become almost like a non-factor because we don't see it. And that's why I wanted to share that video. And it, it was a couple minutes long, but I wanted to share that because that image, you know, they're both dreadlocks. They're both black they're, and they're talking money. And this little boy is on point. So Alicia, coming from the wealth perspective, why don't you share what, what did that video mean to you and how did it make you feel? Yeah, honestly, it means a whole lot. And I, it's crazy. I just filmed a podcast about this because what happens is, it, especially in our community, talking about money is such a taboo. We're too proud. We don't want anybody to know if we're having money struggles. We don't want to ask for help where we need it. And so this is what happens since we don't want to ask for help. We become parents now who have kids and we're not knowledgeable enough to feed our children the information that they need. And then they go off to school and don't realize that school only teaches you how to be an employee. It only teaches you how to gain one stream of income. A lot of people don't even know there's eight, nine, ten different ways to get income. We only learn about earned income because the schools have to set us up for the corporations to have good employees to push their business agendas farther. But the thing is, we don't learn. And so because we're only taught about that one stream of income, we aren't able to channel our brains into realizing that you take that earned income and put it other places. Because terms like this, like interest and credit, things like this are scary words to some people. And because they never heard of it before, they don't want to investigate it. Well, none of my friends talked about it. None of my family talked about it. So maybe it's not something I need to know. And then that just continues on and on. But if we're able to plant these seeds, when we're young, then there's so, man, there's no limits after that. And I've seen this even in my, I keep talking about my parents. I love them so much. Yeah. <laughs> the thing is, they were in a position where they thought they couldn't ever own a house. They rented their entire lives. I had something I like in all the way through university, something in me just said, I need to own a home. I need to be a homeowner. I got to figure this out. So I wrote it out on paper, manifested it. I ended up purchasing a house two and a half years ago with my husband. Now we, thank you, we, that's not the point though. The point is- It's a milestone and people need to know that it's possible and that people are actually doing it, especially in our community. So I do honor it. Thank you. Yeah. So we were 23 when we purchased our house and my parents were looking like, how do my 23 year old children just buy a house and I am still renting, what's going on? So we go and we teach them, cause here's the thing. They went to the bank and the bank told them, come back when you have $100,000 saved. We, on the other hand, went and we were connected to a few different people because of our network. We learned how to do it. We walked them through the process. Four months later, my parents go and purchase a full detached home with the, like, the works. In four months, because the information that they gained was different than what they had known their entire lives. And so what really frustrates me is why we're not able to just have these conversations. What's the problem with talking about money? The only people who don't want to talk about money and wealth are people who don't have any. Because the more wealth and the more finances that you have, the more you can do in this world. We're caught up in the, oh, you know, all rich people are greedy or money is the root of all evil. We hear these things all the time and we don't realize how deeply embedded those become in our mindset. And we start repelling wealth. And then if we're so concerned trying to figure out how do I pay my bills next month, where's the next dollar going to come from? I'm a part of the problem. I can't be a part of the solution of pushing, you know, the black wealth forward. I can't be a part of creating generational wealth if I don't know how I'm going to pay my bills next month. And so it's bizarre to me that people are afraid to go ahead and get their money bag because they're, they're afraid to ask, how do I do it? I don't know the answers. Come and teach me. 
And I think once we let, and that is a part of that poverty mindset that I was speaking about, thinking that you know everything or being too proud to ask what's going on. And so, oh man, just seeing the fact that that little, that little boy is on a trajectory that I don't even think any of us realize just because the right seeds were planted at the right time. And the reason that his father knows that information is because he wasn't too proud to say, I don't know what I don't know and I need some help. So now he educated himself so he could pass that along. And that's a part of breaking that chain of a poverty mindset. So, yeah. Don't get me started. I really love that. You know, let, let me, you know, pose this thing out here because this is one of the most important parts. We talk about this, you know, and we don't understand that it starts at home. Most children, at what age do we start teaching them about credit? That's the biggest question because we don't understand that credit is wealth. And that's a problem because the earlier that we teach children, you know, about credit, most most children, especially in my, you know, growing up with people who look more like me, was never taught about credit until after it became bad. What did that actually look like? Did anybody ever tell you that you can buy more on credit with no money? And I want people to understand this. You can get more on credit with no money than you ever can once you have money. There are people who have millions of dollars who are credit broke. They can't turn around and go buy anything on credit. And I know, you know, Desiree loves when she starts talking about, hmm, my youth. If I'm going to have classes, how am I going to, how would you show youth, Desiree, about credit? Let me ask you that question. Okay. You said, like, so how will I explain it to them? How will I educate them? Yes. Um, well, I would say, I mean, first I'd say, think about, think about that big purchase that you want to make, right? Your dream purchase, whether it's that I don't know if I'm, I'm not a real gamer or anything, but <laughs> that, that new gaming system, I'll just say PlayStation or, you know, you wanted a fancy toy or whatever it is. Just think about it and think about it real hard. How bad do you want it? Right. Cause we have our needs, we have our wants, we have our wish mm -hmm. list. And I'd say, well, think about if you could have it without even thinking about it. And it was mm -hmm. that like that, like I dream a genie. <laughs> and, it, and it appears. Well, that's what your reality would be if you were able to build up your credit to that level because you mm -hmm. followed the plan and you did everything that you were supposed to do to make sure if all those boxes are checked. That's what your life can be like. Mm -hmm. So I'd have them step into that vision of paradise that they're thinking about because I think one of the things is when, when you're younger, you know, you think the world's at your fingertips and you have these big dreams and your imagination's running wild, but you don't have the reality check necessarily of how hard it is, what your parents are going through to provide those luxuries for you, right? Um, mm -hmm. And I, I had a foreign upbringing, very strict. So if I wanted something, I had to clean the kitchen, take care of family members, yada, 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 just so I could just enjoy. So trust me, when I got that gift, <laughs> or a prize, I really like, I treasured it because I worked hard to get it. So mm -hmm. I definitely had a different perspective on things, but you, regardless of where your background is or your the walk of life that you come from, I think being able to help them to envision 
what the path is to get those things that you want out of life and understanding that it won't come that easily. But if you stick to your goals and your plans, it's like grades, right? You know, if you get good grades, you can get a reward, you know, mm-hmm. sticking to that mindset, and it's still your word, Elisa, <laughs> of understanding the path to get to where you want to go and what you have to give in order to get, I think that's, that's the mindset that I would try to embed into the youth to understand how credit works. You know what, there's there's a couple of great things in there. And before we uh, get to that, I just wanted to share, um, there's some loves and likes as you guys were talking, so people are feeling what y'all saying. Um, Ms. Judith Allen says, speak to the generation that feels like they are behind in terms of generational wealth. So they almost feel like they're a lost cause. Those that speak from behind the eight ball. And just to chime in on that, that is such an important part because you know what, I, I'm one known to push the envelope. You know, being a mindologist, been studying the mind for so long, and as well as working in my sister, she's in total wealth management. So we, it's a conversation that we've always had in my house. I, well, I thought of investing in real estate when I was eight. I was like, dad, why don't we buy a house and let somebody live in it? And then they pay them the money. <laughs> you know, that was my innocent little thought. So I, I definitely always have been pushing the envelope ever since. And I'm going to take it one step further. Because if we are a, buying the house is one thing. Education is one. Going out and teaching people how to buy the house is one thing. Getting a mortgage with the bank and saying that I live in my home is another. But I'm going to be really clear with everyone. And I'm going to, it's just, it's a perspective. And that's what this show is about. Because if you own a home and you have a mortgage, the bank owns a home. Yes. And going to what Judith is saying, if we're already in the, behind the eight ball, we can no longer as a community just catch up to their conversation. Because while they're talking about, while they're talking about, uh, while we're talking about, okay, now let's buy a home or let's buy a company or start a company, other people, they're now talking about buying islands and buying countries, right? So we need to actually have a quantum leap in our, in our thinking. And I, again, mindset, I'm totally aligned, Alicia, the, the, the thinking, and it starts with the youth because Desiree, when you speak to people, to children under the age of eight, this is the point where their mind is most pliable. This is the point they don't have something called a critical faculty that, you know, separates the unconscious and the conscious, meaning like they haven't kicked in that realistic gene yet. That yeah. that. <laughs> right. So it's such an, and I love the work that you both are doing because it is such an empowering and important thing to change the mindset and change the mindset of the youth. And I love the video because that little boy is so pliable and his 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 future is going to be so great to the point where he will learn about credit, moving in what Lester said, he'll learn about credit, but not as, oh my gosh, I have you know a thousand dollars on a card, I can go shopping, but I have a thousand dollars on my card. How can I leverage this to make two or three or five thousand dollars? And that's what credit really is. So I love what you guys are saying. And I, what I want to do is play a little bit of a game real quick before we end up the show. Are you guys in? Sure. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So it's a little bit of a popcorn game. I just want you to share what's the first thing that comes to your mind when you hear these words. So this is our perspective because these beautiful ladies 
who are leaders in their field. They are paving new ways. They are trailblazers. We Desiree is a business matchmaker. She she has a great background in wealth management as well as well as working with the youth. A phenomenal individual. Alicia, a wealth coach. Her mindset has been his. I I personally been able to see her mindset transform. And I'm I'm like you can't. I'm sitting here like grinning cheek to cheek. I just love what who you've become, what you're doing. I see testimonials on your page. I see your podcast. So definitely loop in with these beautiful people. And of course, my co-host, Mr. Bailey, who has been around the greats, you know, Martin Luther King or, or Mel, um, Nelson Mandela, pardon me, Maya Angelou, President Barack Obama. He's been around the greats. So you guys right today are absorbing from such powerful people. And one of the main ways you guys know my background is in neurolinguistic programming. And there's something called modeling. So if you see a successful person, you say, instead of saying, wow, I want to be like them, it's wow, how do they think? Mm -hmm. So today we're going to get to learn how my wonderful guests think mm -hmm. on these key topics. Are you guys ready? Yes. Okay. Yes. So <laughs> just, it's going to be really quick, like quick, quick, quick. And the very first thing that comes to your mind when you hear these words. Ready? First thing, first word is rent. Alicia. <laughs> I don't know if I have a word for it. I saw the expression. Expression not, is good not my preference. I get it, and it makes sense for certain people in certain situations, but I'm all about ownership because I would rather be able to have something that's my own. Okay, Desiree. Yes, um, I, I think the same thing. Um, honestly, I think these words, self-made, the book I'm reading, um, because I'm thinking about how can you, yes, I want to steal the word, ownership but how can you have what's yours be yours not someone else's self-made i don't know that's I love it. Girls, hey that's all good okay next money at least uh desiree this time accumulation of wealth man i i mean money means nothing unless you can grow it and and build an empire off of it <laughs> i love it alicia money means options Options. Very cool. Very cool. All right. How about income, Alicia? Income is abundance. What is incoming into my life? Doesn't have to just be finances. What's my relationship income. What's my? I love that. Abundance. Income is what is incoming to my life. I love that. <laughs> Desiree. I'll shock you with this one. Income can mean nothing unless you are actually saving and creating a strategy for growth. I love it. It's not about how much you earn, it's what you do with what you earn, right? It's not how much you earn, it's how much you save. Yes. How much you save, I love it. Okay, we got one more for you, community. Oh wait, who's first? <laughs> Desiree, you're first. Community, it's the opposite of what I said, is everything. I think community is one of the most powerful forces that we have in the universe, the ability to connect with other human beings, to share experiences, to collaborate. I mean, I'm the business matchmaker, so this is the heart of everything I do. And I believe having a sense of community and building up our communities, it's going to help us through any crisis imaginable. I love it. I love it. Alicia. Community to me means growth and progression, because once you have other forces coming in with one mission or one intent or one um, 
value set, then they're like, it's inevitable that you have to grow and you have to move forward. So I believe that community means growth and progression. Awesome, awesome. I hope you guys are taking notes if you're watching live or on the replay, because it's, it's a great perspective. These are such powerful perspectives and this is why we do what we do. So in about 30 seconds or less, can you guys just share a final perspective for those that are watching based on all that we say, all that you who you are and what you want to communicate with them? So in 30 seconds or less, let's start with Desiree. Can you share a empowering perspective to the audience? Absolutely. You know I had to end with a quote. <laughs> of course. <laughs> so predictable. But Martin Luther King Jr. said intelligence plus character. That is the true goal of education. And I want people to remember that. It's not just what you learn, it's what you do with that knowledge. And I actually, Jay Shetty, he's very inspirational. He's, uh, he's big into mindfulness and, and meditation. He said, Whew, are you ready for this? He I'm said, ready. we need to stop making to-do lists and start making to-be lists. And think about who do we want to be in this world? Let me repeat. Stop making to-do lists and start making to-be lists. How do you want to show up in the world? One of my inspirational quotes and mentors, Kathleen Mowbray, the 10 Ps of personal branding. I think we need to think about what we're remembered for, the impact that we're making. We're living in a time of COVID-19, protests, violence, controversy, turmoil. What are you going to do? to make a difference in your community, to impact the lives of others, and what do you want to be remembered for? Well, amen, amen. That was three 30 seconds, but all worth it. <laughs> I love it, all worth it. It's great, it was great, very powerful. And Alicia, how about yourself? Yeah, so just on the topic of today, which is how to see wealth, I believe that in order to create a wealth mindset or to create change in the world, you have to first fill your cup. We're too busy running around trying to fix other people's problems and we haven't taken care of ourselves. So before you try to, you can't do anything if you're running around on empty. So take the time to fill your cup, create wealth in your own life and every single aspect of it. You doing that is going to inspire other people to do that. And that's how we start creating change. But if your cup is half empty and you're trying to tell people, yeah, fill your cup, but yours isn't full yet, people are going to be looking at you crazy. So make sure that you take the time and, and really fill your cup, create wealth in yourself, your life. That's how you create wealth in the world. And that's how you start to see it in the world. So, Amen to that. I love it. You guys have been such a blessing. And I just pray that everybody that's watching, that you take heed. You know, these are such powerful perspectives from phenomenal women that are doing great things. And of course, we are going to be here and sharing this platform for everybody because at the end of the day, we all, one thing that we definitely realize is that we all have a voice. Your voice matters. And so this platform is just to highlight you, highlight your perspective. So if you would like to join us and be a guest on the show, if you do dare, then come on. You can go ahead to the Calendly link schedule a time, be a guest. I mean, we, Lester and I, we got a lot to talk about. We could unpack to many different topics. Isn't that right, Lester? You better believe it. We're ready. <laughs> <laughs> we are ready. 
but we want to also do it with you. So definitely come on and share your perspective because it matters. If you heard some things that made you think, hmm, I really need to focus in on my mind. How do I transform my mind? How do I shift from poverty thinking to wealthy thinking? How can I see opportunities? Well, one of the key things that our team is doing is we're coming together every Monday for Mindset Monday on the Mind Transformation Call. So we'll into Zoom so you can definitely register. The information is on the screen or message any one of us and we're happy to share that with you. And we would love to see you on. We're gonna unpack it. It's personal, it's powerful, and it's all about prospering. So make sure that you register for the Mind Transformation session this coming Monday. I just wanted to thank you both so much for joining us today. Your perspectives are both so empowering. And I know that somebody's, well, I know you blessed somebody today. Somebody needed to hear from Desiree today. Somebody needed to hear from Alicia today. And what you both shared, well, it was the same message said differently. That's what I love about perspectives because, you know, everybody is different and we, we take different things based on where we are. So you guys are both amazing. I love you both. Thank you so much for being here. And definitely, um, it was such a great fun to have you on the show. Thank you. Thank you. My pleasure. My pleasure. Well, guys, it has been such a great time having you here on the show today. It is your mindologist, Chantel Simone, with the Wake Up and Live show. We will see you tomorrow at the same time, same place, where we will continue to share empowering perspectives of those across the globe. Always remember that wealth is a mindset. Always remember that wealth is about community and building up our youths because wealth matters and it's in mind, body, spirit, soul, finances, relationships, your health. There's so many elements to wealth. So take heed, enjoy, and always remember you have one life, make it count and navigate on purpose. We'll see you tomorrow.